angry right now. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, as soon as I was like, we're going to get champ, I was like, he's going to come through. It's going to be like, oh, it's going to be seamless. It's going to work perfectly. And then for me to watch it silently on the other side was like was like watching a car accident happen with your best friend in it, but having no ability to stop it. I'm just going to do push-ups real quick. I'll be back. Fuck! Welcome back, everybody, to the Most Awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite, episode 109 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell us a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, not coming at you live, Most Awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, just call me in most awesome oh man you know back in the beginning we used to run through those intros before i really had it ironed out what i wanted to say and i could definitely say even in the early stages this has been the most in one sitting that i've ever introed the episode I oh yeah yeah you've got it down pat at this point yeah i guess people that have been listening so we tried to do the instagram live and we realized we we're old so we're gonna stay in our right. lane we're gonna be back Quick, marks around tried to attempted to I couldn't uh, really figure out what the issue was. The, com- the high comedy is, is that you were able to, 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 to connect everyone else but most awesome, but, but your pod partner yeah. in that experience. Yeah, it was kind of the comedy that epic. doesn't make you laugh. No, no, like no. On your, <laughs> you, I, you went from, yeah, this is fun, let's figure this out, to like, I'm going to start tossing furniture out the window. So and we, you normally don't see me like that, right? I, I mean, I normally, I'm usually I, well, a cool customer. Yeah, no, I, I've known you for like a decade. So like you are, yeah. I, I would put you, I would categorize you as unflappable. And so it was oh. a rare show up of just like, oh, he's he's not fucking around. This is this is <laughs> we gotta get. It. Yeah, this is a podcast. This is not that important. <laughs> exactly like, right. Yes, exactly. You know what? That's the thing. Is, is that's why is Daddy party. mad? It's just like, oh, okay, we walk all this back. That's how much that, that much how, how the audience means to me. I know, bro. I I don't know if we can get clearance on that music, but it's okay. We don't have clearance on any other music. What was that, bro? I don't know where that was. Oh, man. Now I'm yeah. just losing my shit. You are, there, I think there was like a pop-up. That I had a window open that I was looking at. You could hear that music? I could, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, man, the, so the audience could hear the music. Oh, now I know how we're going to segue our new, new jams in there, right? Perfect. Uh, guys, you know, regardless of not being able to go live, we still have a jam-packed episode 109. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. We've got NFL Moves Non-QB Edition. Doing MAB Date Night March Madness, our series. We're doing hmm. four basketball movies. Out of the Bromance region, we're doing White Men Can't Jump. We're going to do Mad Flicks and Chill. We're talking Tiger King. You knew that was coming. You saw that. Doing yeah, Neapolitan yeah. Showdown, Most Insane Thoughts You've Had. While being quarantined, and we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on.
All right, rip from the headline, NFL moves non-QB edition. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, because we've we've got a little bit of a little bit of work here in the NFL to go over, and that's the only audience stuff that we have to. What, oh, I lost you. I'm there back. You go. I'm back. I'm back. I'm so, I'm all freaked out anytime we I know. anytime technical like, comes. Yeah, we're like afraid of technology. We're like a, like a movie I, in the future. We're just like, ooh. Yes. Or like my seventy-five-year-old father. Like that's really <laughs> yeah, what I'm exactly, at. just like exactly. fearful of new stuff. Yeah, but we we've got not much to talk about, so we're let's talk about the rest of the NFL free agency moves. Yeah. Okay. So right here, out of the gate, uh, something near and dear to my heart. I'll talk a little. Uh, Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo ooh. Bills. Yes. Uh, so, how are you feeling about this? Uh, you know, like just after the way he was racking everything during the playoffs and his just his attitude about just like always give me the ball like even on the game we want to get the saints he was just like bitching and everything so it's just, it's good riddance is that's how I'm, that's how i'm going to encompass this right now like um yeah you wouldn't want to be like it's just kind of not the attitude that you want it doesn't necessarily better or worse like Kirk cousins is our guy and i think in the beginning he was kind of calling him out about like not getting the ball and it's just like kind of seems like a little bit of that uh like a baby We'll call him like a locker room cancer, but I'll definitely call him like a locker room like cold. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. He's influenza, not COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's 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 definitely. Uh, if you're hoping it, it's going to be addition by subtraction. I I hope you're right, but you know, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough putt without a, another guy to balance out. Um, the other Thielen. Uh, so the Buffalo Bills acquired the Vikings. Um, Stefan Diggs, and it was a – tell me about this trade, what you think, if it was even. So it's a – they get Stefan Diggs and 2027th round pick, and then the Vikings will get uh, 2021st round, which is number two, uh, number 22 overall, uh, a right. fifth pick on the draft coming up, a sixth pick in the draft coming up, uh, and then a fourth round pick the year after. Well, I mean, so trades like these are always, like, it's so hard to understand, like, value in the NFL. What it's like, if you compare it in the context of, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that trade, which I know we'll get it, we'll touch more on that one. Yeah. If you were the Vikings, you're like, oh, wow, we got a first. Like, we, we got more value than what the the best wide receiver in the game got. Now, that is is a bad trade, so it's, like, it's questionable to, to measure it against that. But I mean, I think if you're adding a first round talent, and I don't know where he was in in Diggs's deal, to yeah. kind of get a, a good sense of it. But I think, like you said, it's like they're going to have to pay a whole lot of other people on that offense. So can you find a replacement player at his level to go over the top and let Thielen work the middle and the short and intermediate stuff and just have a a deep threat? I don't think you have to pay him top dollar to do so and getting a first round pick is probably worth it right Stefan Diggs is probably what just off the cuff like seventh best receiver in the NFL like eighth you think it's a little high I think that's a little high okay all right I'm not gonna think you've got one yeah 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 Yeah. I mean I could think of four just off the top but um yeah I mean I would put him in that top top 10 to 15 I don't think there's any question about that yeah so it's just like what is a number you know, 22 overall. I, it just for something like that, it just seemed like moving a big piece, but it is, it is a lot of picks. And so it just, it kind of gives you, when you move a marquee player for a lot of picks, don't they always say this, that it's just, you can never get like the marquee player back. You know what I'm saying? It's always in the, it's always in the benefit of whoever's getting that like 
high talent because you can't get that talent back. Like you have to kind of let that go. And now you're crossing your fingers and you're hoping one of these picks pans out and makes it worth it. It makes it feel like a little bit of like a rebuilding vibe. Yeah, and I think there it's it's weird. It's like you know, you, in in football, you have so many spots where you are trying to fill all the different needs, and so it's like maybe I can just find a like sixty percent of what Stefan Diggs can bring me, and yeah. then therefore, and then, but also I can save and use that salary, you know, five other places to fill the the the, the small holes in you know, the, let's say the defensive secondary, right? Yeah. Like, I think they start to look at it in terms of that. He's got what? I mean, he, he's he got a big clip. He's got, you know, basically $50 million left on his deal. I'm just, I just pulled it up right now. Or $40 million left on his deal. And, uh, you know, $11 million, $11.5 million for the next three years. He'll be 29 at that point. And it's kind of right in his peak, his peak era. But I think they're going to try and find ways to spend that 11 million bucks on their roster and other spots okay so let's look on this on the other end how good of news is this for buffalo obviously it's great it's right i think I, th- I think it's great you've got cole beasley you've got john brown and now you have stefan dick so you you have your number one you have john brown who can you know bust open the top of any defenses there yeah. and you've got cole beasley who's a good safety net for uh you know josh allen who it's got a big arm, inaccurate at times, but you're giving him tools. You're giving him assets, right? Yeah. And the whole idea of having a Stefan Diggs is he's going to make up some of that factor in terms of, you know, the plus or minus that Josh Allen misses. He's going to make up for it on the other side, right? Yeah. So does this put like kind of Buffalo Bills in the front seat in the AFC East in your eyes? Yeah. And I think it's definitely well-timed after... Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give yourself yeah. a victory lap for that. You know, pat yourself I, on the I back right there. Him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it is, yeah. It's like, all right, now this is our moment. We we are we have the best shot. We got ousted in the playoffs last year in the first round, but we we we're making a move. We're on the uptick. We're not descending. We're ascending. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about the David Johnson DeAndre Hopkins trade. Oof, this is brutal. This is 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 a, this is this trade a story of nobody wants to play for Bill O'Brien on the Texans? Well, this is a story of hubris and you know basically unfettered uh, power and Bill O'Brien not not having any supervision. Now he's the GM. He he ran out the previous G- GM that was there before him. They had problems there, and now he's given the kings to the kingdom, and these are the type of deals that he makes. It's like a, a third and a fifth for DeAndre Hopkins and then getting David Johnson back, who has not played well, yeah. who was was in an offense that should have suited his strengths, receiving out of the backfield and you know spreading the field out and like giving him good alleys to run in, and he didn't perform really well. He has a... a you know, higher than average salary in his, in his, you know, running back class. And they gave up ostensibly the best deal or the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody on CBS tried to put that same trade in through like the Madden, you know, like trade generator and it was rejected. Oh wow! It was like the Texans were like, not enough is there for us to be interested in that. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. 
uh, it's you know it goes back to Stefan Diggs. Like you just can't get a talent of that caliber back once you let it go. And David Johnson, like to me, and I feel like all the GMs are seeing this. Like the value of running backs is decreasing. It's like so low, it's just it's really closer to plug and play than it is like I just need like top tier running back. I mean, we look like even somebody like Le'Veon Bell. Like he just goes to show you like. That top-level running back isn't worth the money because it's not going to pull you like in the playoffs. Where if you trade for the top-level quarterback, a top-level receiver, maybe like they're getting you like you know two and a half, three to more, three more game victories. Not seeing that happen with a running back, especially a running back that you know it's he's not at his peak. I think he's on the downslope. If I had to guess about David yeah. Johnson, a little injury prone. Yeah, definitely not in his apex, and it's one of those things. It's like yeah, you you traded for a descending talent. And it's and and you you didn't get anything really back for them. You know what I mean? It's like it wasn't a great uh, offer for them. And and I know Bill O'Brien had his issues reportedly with DeAndre Hopkins. So it was like, you know, again, it was a little bit of that ego thing. It's like, oh, we can't the both of us can't live here anymore. So you're going to go. Yeah, it almost seems like this had the feeling. I know it's not that, but it was like almost like it was the Texans were forced to trade with the Cardinals and they're just like, all right, we have to trade. So just what do you got? Like we're giving DeAndre okay. Hopkins. So it's just like, Oh, we got to get something. Uh, an AG running back. Eh, David Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like top three right. running back like right. three years ago. Give it. Right. We've, we've got to sell this to our, our season ticket holder somehow. So give us a flashy fantasy name that everyone knows. David Johnson. Perfect. Great. So I think Texans were probably around the fourth or fifth slot, you know, rolling into the season and people would rank the AFC teams. Does this have them kind of drop out of just the playoff picture or at least like being a contender? Oof. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, I mean, the, the, the AFC South is still going to be up and down. You know, I mean, unless you pencil in automatically right now the Titans, which I'm, I'm not 100% doing that. But it's like one of those things that's like uh, the North has got, you know, the, the Ravens still. And then the East, you know, the Bills and the West. I mean, yeah, maybe they're they're thinking they can they can pull it out there, the Texans. But I, I, I would say that this is a they're, – they're not giving – Deshaun Watson the talent that he needs to to play. I'm looking at their other deals here, trying to see like what the what the mindset is. I mean, they gave they gave Randall Cobb a three year, twenty seven million dollar deal, and it seems like that's that's not even going to come close to replacing the value of uh, of a Desha- or a, um, a DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's just it's nowhere close. No, so they they got uh, fleeced on that. Obviously, it was more about it was less about two teams trying to get assets and just like trying to yeah. ship somebody out of town, which they were taking advantage of that. So hats off to you, uh, Arizona Cardinals. That's that's interesting now. Like the Cardinals with kind of that young QB and like young coming up. Is that is that going to be? Does that bring them up a notch? You know what? Like, oh, yeah, let, let me good... ask those questions. I'm asking dumb questions. Obviously, like getting a blue chip receiver is going to bring you up a notch. I'm just wondering: is it like, are we putting them in contender status? Is this a missing piece that actually we can kind of see this young core kind of start to pan out and really make some noise? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think it's not going to pan out maybe next season, but in two years from now, that's going to be the most interesting thing. So you've got Kyler Murray, the quarterback who didn't play terribly he didn't light the world on fire like i thought he was going to be yeah they moved on from david johnson they were able to steal Kenyon drank from the dolphins last year and he played really well for them you had hopkins you had all the young wide receivers that they have 
I'm just like looking at the rest of their deals. I mean, yeah, I think they are on the uptick for sure, but they're still in a pretty loaded NFC West. You've got the Rams, you have the Seahawks, and you have the 49ers. Like, I think the Rams aren't going to be like, I don't think they're going to be dog shit. They're not just going to go like 5 and 11. The Seahawks might be 8 and 8, but, you know, San Francisco just played in the Super Bowl. Maybe they're next year, the, the next year, the Super Bowl hangover team. I, I'm not sure. But there's talent in that division. So, yeah, the Rams. I don't is- think they're. Yeah. I think they're playing for a, a a wild card spot. Maybe that seventh wild card spot now that yeah, wild card spot. spot. We haven't talked about that. It's yeah. hot. It's hot. Yeah. Claimer for a while. Okay. Um. So the Rams is the next team I want to talk about. Uh, the final move I wanted to wrap up with is they cut Todd Gurley. Is this surprising to you? No, not really, because we knew the the shoe was going to have to drop somewhere because of all the money that they were spending. And it was like, it's going to have to, it's going to be someone. And, and it just seemed like more and more it was going to be, Gurley was going to be the the guy left holding the bag because, you know, like we just talked about with, with David Johnson, the, the, the value for what a, a running back brings you in this league versus the dollars that you have to spend. It's not going to be, it's not going to give you two to three wins. It's yeah. or, 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 or be the, the X factor in a Super Bowl win. It's just not going to do that. So let's move on from them. Let's spend money elsewhere. And, I mean, you know, the, the Falcons, I, I think it's great for them to pick up for $6 bucks a Todd Gurley where a running back of his caliber, even if he's not the Todd Gurley that we all know in the fantasy realm, but he's going to be certainly better than Devontae Freeman, and he's going to catch passes out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a huge asset for the Falcons, but at $6 million, not at, you know, uh, fifteen million dollars, I think, or fourteen million bucks is where he was at. Hundred percent, yeah. The Rams are really kind of the the biggest benefactor out of all of this because they get you know that level of talent and not have to pay kind of the premium price tag that he had a year ago. Yeah, for sure. So, who's your? As we kind of close up the segment, who won free agency to you? Who lost free agency? I mean, I think it begins and ends with Arizona. Um, you know, I think offensively they're giving a lot of tools to Kranz Crapple Hopper. Is that the first time we've done that? Kranz Kringle Dean Dome. Kringle. You know, I mean, I think when anytime you get like, you know, even man, he's part of the man 99 club, you know, the highest rated player in the one of like seven guys that are in there. When you can get that for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, no shit. Um, it's going to be a windfall. And then with, you know, Kenyon Drake, they're able to put a transition yeah. tag on him. Larry Fitzgerald coming back for one more year, stabilizing that group. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think that, that it was the biggest splashiest move. Conversely, uh, Titans and my Detroit Lions are the two biggest losers. Uh, I, I just don't know what Patricia is doing in Detroit. I called him out last week. Yeah. But I mean, just like bringing out like all the old like Patriots, Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins. Like, come on, bro. This is getting absurd. You know what I mean? It's just uh, – then trading Darius Slay for a third and a fifth, I, I'm just – I'm super confused as to where we're going and what direction he's doing, and I, I don't like it. And obviously we talked about the Texans and, you know, Bill O'Brien just kind of losing his shit. Yep. What about you? I'll say you. Uh, well, right now I like the winner as uh, – I'm still going to go with the Bucks. I don't know. Like, I like the idea with all that talent – yeah. Here's, here's, and maybe the winner is, here's what I like. Bruce Arians obviously wasn't happy with Jameis Winston. And I like coaches having to put their nuts on the table and being like, this is the move I want to make. 
Like, I want to move away from this quarterback. We got a lot of talent. We can win now. Let's do this. Yeah. So I love that. And then um, I think the loser has to be probably just a little I, – I, I, I'm not trying to do a hot take, but I would say Saints a little bit. I don't know. They have a lot of talent, and it still feels like they're trying to run something back that just hasn't been able to get it done. It's just like they're kind of – it's – you know, this Bill Belichick thing is just like kind of – leave early instead of being asked to leave and it's just like they're kind of just trying to keep the same core together and it's like guys this this isn't working yeah it'll be interesting i mean i think the fact that they got uh uh emmanuel sanders out of there will be interesting because i don't think he was washed but you know he he wasn't the x factor that the 49ers were thinking that they were going to get and then they bring him back and it's like oh now we have a compliment but it was like was it was another receiver when you have Kamara and and Thomas? Yeah, like was that what was that what you were missing, or is it there's just something not right in the sauce? You know, you know just, what I mean? which which is fair, yeah. And, and I'm being super picky because I gave one team a thumbs up for signing a 42 year old quarterback, and another team a thumbs down for signing a 41 year old quarterback. But I guess it's that's why you're the best, Brandon. Like, you can, you can <laughs> see you can between thread the lanes, that needle. Thread. Yeah, it's just um, the big thing is, and I know Teddy Bridgewater might not be the next big thing. I just there's no. It just doesn't feel like a plan in place. It's like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this again. And it's just like, even with that locker room just mentality, they have to be so exhausted about like all the fucking playoff exits they've had. Yeah, it's been oh, a yeah. rough hoe. And that's that's one of those things too, where it's like it's got to be difficult as an owner when you have like a a Breeze, a Brady, you know, to let that guy to to force that guy out when he's not ready to go. Like with Breeze, like I can't imagine that the front office and Sean Payton is like, well, if you want to come back, I guess I guess you're gonna come back then. I guess, yeah. right? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the Chargers are na- navigating that right now with letting Philip Rivers go, um, which is the right move, but probably got to be a tough move. But you, they're not having a, a fan fan base that's gonna revolt like if if Drew Breeze left. Yeah, you know, and it's it's uh, and it's not even like they have the the freedom of a. Uh, like a Peyton Manning with a neck injury that's like, all right, well, he's done. He's cooked. So Indianapolis, like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's gotta be tough when that guy's given so much to your franchise and, and win won you a Super Bowl, and then you got to ship him, send him packing. That's good. And I did want to say the chargers, but I just want to pile on that. That's everyone's take. We know they're moving to stadium. We know they don't have any fans. Like I don't need a shit right. on them here on the MAV sports podcast. Also, they'll, like, they'll be the loser for 2021 too. Give them so a we'll just All right. MAV date night, March Madness edition. White man can't jump. Bring us to the jam. Oh yeah. It's the map date night. The showdown is where they fight. Here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pot fucks. I said this pot fucks. Oh yeah, this pot fucks. All right, it may be date night. White men can't jump. You know what we're doing. It's March Madness time, guys. There's no basketball, so listen to us talk about basketball movies. Um, all right, 1992, starring Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Bro, I love this movie. Out of the gate, how many times have you seen it? Oh, it's, you know, that's the thing. It's so hard. It's definitely probably 10 plus over the, like, the 30 years. But I've seen segments hundreds of times, right? Yeah. I've just caught segments and just run it for for a little bit. And, like, I, I'll go, you know, oh, she's at, she's at Jeopardy. I'm going to cut out now. I got to go to work or something like that. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how many times I kind of haven't seen the ending of it. Like, I finally watched mm-hmm. the, like, the ending ending. Like, after they beat, like, um... The King and the Duck, 
King of the Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just kind of the duck. But they have like a little like bro moment at the end. It's a bromance. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. He Sydney and Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle. That's the true that's a true rom com right there, my friend. Is because that's the thing I kept thinking about it. I was like, why does Sydney keep on but then at the end he kind of saves it. He's like, No, there's something a small part of you that's in my heart that I just, you know, yeah, I can't quit you. You're my cross to bear. That's a different movie. Yeah, exactly. You're my cross to bear. All right. So my first question for this movie is uh is the title true? <laughs> mm, no i mean yeah, i mean yes by and large yes i mean because you can even watch it like cindy dean played by wesley snipes is not a good basketball player no. but athletically he stand he looks better athletically like he looks like he can run and jump and like cut and move way better than woody harrelson can yeah he's the twitch muscles down like his twitch looks a lot faster although woody harrelson's shot yeah, yeah. looks better Woody Harrelson, I I wondered if he did this for the movie or that's just his shot, but he's got the Larry Bird esque like yeah. two handed like he kind of like a little shove flicks one yeah a little bit of a shove like both hands are going into it. Um, Wesley Snipes' shot is broken. He shoots it from his chest. Yeah, he like yeah. pushes yeah. it from his chest to get out. But yeah, like Woody Harrelson has like a little bit of like a bird, and I don't. I've never seen him play basketball in any other movie, and I almost wondered if it was for the movie that he learned that. I can't cross it. That's just got to be how he shot as a kid, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's that. Like, obviously, didn't put too much time in it. I do want to talk on the macro. We've been covering this. We did, uh, last week, we did Above the Rim. Um, just kind yeah. of, these are basketball movies. So how does the basketball in this movie look to you? Uh, it looks pretty good, Sans, a couple things, right? I mean, like, they they definitely shot around Wesley Snipes' ability to really shoot, but he looks like an athlete. Like like yeah. he looks like he can move. He doesn't look uncomfortable there. And then you had uh, uh, Marcus Johnson, who was a former UCLA basketball star, I think, who played Randall, the guy who went. I'm gonna get my gun, shoot everybody. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite. Like he was a real one. And then we had uh, Kyle from uh, uh, Above the Rim. I was gonna mention yeah, and then Flight, the guy who played Flight, he, I don't know where he came from, but he looks like he can really play. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the basketball holds up, especially, like, you know, pick up basketball. So here's my problem. Okay, it does. So it's a lot of uh, – it's kind of a different style of basketball because it's, like, it's just a lot of two-on-two. Two. But this movie is all two-on-two two or, like, small pickup basketball, yeah. slow-motion shots. Like, yes. And one thing – I don't know if you noticed, but the proportion – of reverse layups that are shot is like 80%. That doesn't happen in life. There's so many reverse layups. There's every shot's a reverse layup. Like there's two, right. there's two like not game points, but you have, so the very first game when uh, they get Billy Hoyle off the bench and he passes to um, kind of the, your mother's an astronaut guy. Like he does yeah, yeah. to finish or the first point he scores is he does like a reverse layup and then yeah. Billy Hoyle on like their first pickup game when he goes and when they play the UCLA guy, he does like a a no look like shovel behind your head like reverse yes. like bank shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. The, now that you say that, there's a lot of reverse layups. A lot, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over. The, I just like I almost had to rewind because it like it stuck to me as a point I want to bring up. Like I was just watching one of the sequences and I was just like, Oh, reverse. Lay- oh, reverse layup there. And I was just like, how many fucking reverse layups are there in this movie? And they're yeah. just like, they're all over the place. Yeah. And it, yeah, the slow-mo is what really makes it stand out. Cause yeah. it's like, and 
<laughs> yeah. It does make it seem improbable now that you make it sound like I don't remember we played a lot of pickup basketball. Yeah. I don't remember how many reverse layups came in the lane. Yeah. Like two over like the six two. years we played. Not right, right, not right, right. not two out of four shots or reverse layup. Um okay. Well what do you got, buddy? I was just gonna say, did you also notice the other thing that they all played to ten? Like in the pickup games, like who plays to ten in pickup basketball? Yeah. Did you notice that the first game was like game point ten or like nine eight us? It's like no, you don't play to ten. You play to eleven. Yeah. I'm confused by this. There is there a set number because then it went to fifteen. Like the the tournament to the, the two, two the one two tournament. tournament was fifteen, and the king of the duck game was fifteen. Was fifteen? Yeah. Yes. That make that's more plausible to me. Yeah. I have I have run in lots of pickup. I never know like because it's always win by two. Make it take it like ones and twos. Yeah. You know, you play to 11. Like, it's just it. Or maybe if you're running short games, you play to seven, but not 10. Okay, so what's better or worse? We, we have thing. white man can't jump playing to 10, or we have above the rim playing to one in a, <laughs> in a couple different games. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's playing to one is like insane. It's, it's fucking crazy. All right. T- uh, toughest plot points to swallow, plot pills. Um, out of the gate, they beat Flight and Willie. Um, so I had, I set the odds on this game when they do the two on two game. Uh, you look at those guys. So we got, and there could be, like you said, uh, we got Dwayne Martin from above the rim, which that movie happens like two years later. I like to act like these movies happen in the same universe. I think this is actually our above the rim character playing a little like two on two before, like he's probably like a sophomore in high school. I think that fits out because we have a senior in high school. Uh, I I have have the flight Willie team at a three and a half point favorite going into that. Playing the game to fifteen. Yeah. What do you think? Is that pretty close? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think yeah, yeah. That's dead nuts on. So here's the thing. Like I look at Wesley Snipes. Like I know he dunks in the movie. Can he dunk in real life? I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess he can. But I, I don't know if I ever. I feel like it's always a cutaway because he does the thing when they chat, and we'll get to it on toughest plot points. But um, when they bet if where Helson can dunk, and he's just like, oh, is this regulation? He's like, let me check. Let me check this rim. And he yeah. jumps up, but he. Barely like gets the rim. You know what I'm saying? Like he yes. doesn't do like a dunk jump. He just grabs the rim and then goes up. And I was just like, I don't. He yeah, he does where most people like. I shouldn't say most people, but most guys who play basketball enough like getting that rim. Like I could, I could do that. What I I couldn't dunk off the like in a game, but I could do that. I could grab the rim and pull myself up. That's not a that that wasn't a problem. But yes, to your point is is like that doesn't mean that. Wesley Snipes is just mashing on everybody. So here's what I say. Like, and I, we've been through this because we did play like a little uh, like rec league also. It's, if the other team has a person that can dunk and you can't dunk, like that team is probably going to win. I mean, yes. that's just like how you blocking it, how you defending it. And so like the flight uh, Willie game is just like flight can dunk. And, and I know in the movie for the purpose of the story, like uh, Wesley Snipes can dunk. But I'm looking at those two guys and I got to guess like Woody Harrelson, like around like whatever, like, 5'11", let's give him six foot. Like, Wesley Snipes, I feel, is coming in at 5'10". Am I crazy? Yeah, no, you're not crazy at all. And that's the thing is, is they get, defensively, they get in into a real problem when they're just running pick and roll Flight and Willie all day. Yeah. Flight's coming in, pick and roll, yeah. you're not going to be, and he's cutting, and he's just lobbing the ball up high because he's four inches taller and can jump higher than everyone else around there. It's a real problem. It's a matchup problem. Yeah, unlike all the other sports, it's just like, Height in basketball, if you had to give just like one attribute, 
to something like somebody can't control that gives you a huge advantage. Like I, you know, like speed and football for a wide receiver, sure. But you have that. It's just like it seems like height in basketball is just like gives you heads and shoulders. Like you're coming in there and you're probably gonna win. Yeah, height and like movement, right? Because it's not like because I played against like big guys who were sure, stiff sure, yeah, yeah, move, yeah, yeah. But if you but give, guys who can run and jump yes. and big, it's like you are you were in a fucking torture chamber. Yeah, a six, you were in trouble. A six six athlete that knows his way around the basketball court and knows role is just gonna be like that's gonna be hard to shut down. Yeah, oh, for sure. And a pickup game like that, 100%. And that's the other thing, too, is I couldn't get a sense, is it like, it wasn't make it, take it in that league, right? So it's not like that you could plausibly, like, get on a run, yeah. you know, uh, Sydney and Billy. But it's like, so if you're going every other, ooh, that's going to be a tough putt, my friend. Yeah, I need to see a little bit less reverse layups on how they made their points, and a little bit more, like, show me a little <laughs> bit of that D. How'd you shut them down? Right, right. Um, all right, right, the other, probably the biggest one, and I know you want to dig in on this, is... Okay, let's let's talk about it right now. All right, can we get into it? Let's get into it, brother. All right, Gloria getting on Jeopardy. Yes. So I'm going to start from the beginning, and there's a million avenues to cover, but I'm going to try to be succinct as I possibly can. So first of all, uh, the big premise is she wants to get on Jeopardy. Jeopardy's going to call any day now. Call you fucking where? You're in a new hotel room right. like every other week. Like how is even if Jeopardy did call you and they're calling like the Ramada Inn, but now you're just at just like the the Palm Fields Motel, like how are they gonna get you to actually be on Jeopardy? So that's yes. that's insane out of the gate. Yes? We agree with that? No, no, no. That's a, you know what? I love it. I love that you bring this up because yes. it does it because it because I thought about it when Sydney was able to track Billy down after he hustled him. I was like how the fuck is he going to find it? Yeah. There's no, that's, that's, yeah. there's no, no that's way. Right. Yeah. No way. No way going to happen. But yes, Jeopardy, it's not like she was. She's going to get, go to the mailbox or forwarding mailbox and go, oh, you know, know. Here's, here's the Jeopardy letter. Not happening. Not happening, Gloria. <sighs> okay, so let's get into and, it. And, and, oh, yeah. and why, get it, buddy. Get it. why <laughs> is Gloria, aside from studying Encyclopedia Britannica's what gives us the what what makes us believe that she is a quiz bowl championship there's nothing to set this up other than she just studies fucking books the almanac all day for, for the almanac for fucking tri- that's not how that works no yeah that's exactly not, and then she quizzes herself i could that's that doesn't make any sense well i did set odds at her beating the whatever the history teacher that was going on his three-day run and the odds of Gloria winning you're getting plus 200,000 at that because you're just like she needed a little Ooh. luck and then, like she's gonna go on this run that's not gonna happen okay I gotta stay focused right here because there's a million I, yeah, I also yeah, want to yeah, bring yeah, up yeah, like yeah. there's a little storyline where she's an alcoholic apparently but that never comes back you remember when he first gets done and she like sneaks vodka and I'm just like oh is this gonna be a thing it it, it did stand out to me oh let's, uh, quick tangent it did yes. stand out to me when he came back after the game he hustled he made 62 bucks which I was like, that's a lot of hard work and setup for sixty-two bucks. Yes. Then he hops in the shower and she beelines yeah. to the bottle of vodka, which is like, I, you know, as an adult, as a kid, I don't. It doesn't make it makes no sense to me. I don't even pay attention to it. As an adult, I'm like, ooh, that's a problem. Yeah. If we're gonna go make love or screw, and my lady friend is gonna go like start pounding shots of vodka, that's a problem. Yeah. She's also sneaking it. Also, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's bring this up to Oh, man, we're way off the reservation right now, but that's fine. We'll keep going. Why was she not at that? So let's say this. So I'll, I'll get in the next. Nope, because I don't, I don't want to leave the spot point. But I will say, why was she not at the fucking 2-on-2 game? Because she's studying, like, fucking, like, 
1987 like prime minister's birthdays like i don't i don't know like why there's no reason for her not to be there if she is there then she sees her man win and she also is there to protect the money so he doesn't do something fucking yes. stupid with it are you talking about the brotherhood tournament or the two on two where they win the five oh the tournament the tournament the tournament okay yeah, yeah. yes no she's Great not there point. why is she not there her fucking her calendar is not that full <laughs> she's sitting enough. in a hotel room if she's in fact if she's with them at the tournament she's less likely to get caught by the Stooky brothers Stooky brothers we'll get into that whole thing we will oh man we got a lot okay all right okay, so, not, okay back so, to, yeah. so this gets us so we're still talking Jeopardy so yes so now to get her on Jeopardy yes. she is going to need so they break up uh, to get on Jeopardy basically yep. Billy Hoyle comes to Sydney Dean needs a favor Sydney Dean knows the actual like a security, security guard. guard that works on the lot. On the lot. Yes. yes. So that he, means where, where, where all the game shows are made. Where, this mythical lot. Yes. Where all of the game <laughs> shows are made. So yeah, getting you on the lot is pretty on the game show, and that's not even the toughest fucking thing to get over. It's that he shows up and it's like, all right, uh, we'll give you a chance. You have to hit this shot. He says no problem. It's like a half court shot. It's it's a it's a smaller court. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You no know, no. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But also too. He says to Sydney, "I you're gonna owe me a favor." Yeah. Then he goes to the security guard, and he's like, "All right, you you make that shot, and if you miss the shot, you give me your car." Give you, yes. Exactly. Now, all right. Now, now we've gotten away from the part where Sydney, I owe you anything. Okay. Yeah. Because part of the whole favor is is you just hooking me up. Yes. Now I got to put fucking collateral up on this shot. Exactly. Now I this is no longer your favor, Sydney. You don't I, I don't get anything in this. Exactly. It's like us going to Vegas and you're like, Brandon, I can do you a favor. I'm like, great. And you're like, here's a roulette table. Do you want black or red? And put like a thousand dollars of your own money on it. I'm just like, I don't that's not more of a favor. That's showing me like a wager I can make. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> right. So this is a big thing I want to Okay, so anyway, it's a hook shot. It's goes in, which is unbelievable. Here's I want to compare two things. And then once we get through this, I'll feel the hook shot going in. Sorry, the hook shot going in of this whole thing is the most believable of that. <laughs> Just let yeah. that sink sure. in. Sure, sure. Let yeah. that sink in. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I want to compare so kind of the the rising action of the movie, and then just kind of we get to our third act. So basically, it lives on this premise that there's an exchange of favors that yeah. Sydney does a uh, favor for Billy Hoyle to like try to get his girlfriend on the lot. And then, so in exchange, when uh, Sydney's house gets robbed, he comes to Billy Hoyle because he needs a favor because King and the Duck are playing down on Venice Beach courts. Can For I? Sure. Can, can I? I, I want to give you the bullet points of these two favors, and then you let me know if these favors seem even Stephen. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. So Sydney does Billy a favor. So he introduces him to a security guard who lets him shoot a half court shot, which if he misses, he loses his car. For the opportunity for his ex-girlfriend to come onto the lot where Jeopardy is shot. That's yeah. that favor. Okay. Here is what Sydney asked from Billy. Sydney's like, I need you to bolt from your girlfriend that you just got back together with that's standing here right now. And I need you to take the $2,500 she gave you to put on the line for this basketball game that we're about to play against the two biggest legends of these courts of all time. And we need to leave right now. That right, is right. the favors. Because Sydney's like, I did you a favor, and it's just like, brother, I don't want to redefine favor for you, but you gave me an opportunity, and now you're asking me to like destroy my life. Like it's it's like asking, yeah. it's just there's a difference between like, can I borrow five dollars? And it's just like I'm moving into your basement room. Is Sydney Dean a shitty person? Am I just realizing this now? 
now that that we realize like all throughout the the the, the movie he hits up junior at the very beginning because he's light on cash yeah so he's got to go yep. I, you know i'm gonna hit these five shots don't worry and then we're going to sizzler, sizzler. great line sizzler. we're going to sizzler great line then he fucking is like he's got these painting hustles construction hustles his wife wants to get out of the vista view she wants the apartment but he doesn't move on from it even after they win all the money from the two on two tuck and he takes and he takes his best friend's twenty five hundred dollars making a bet that he knows he's gonna lose takes it anyways oh oh by the way he also backstabbed yeah the he guy hustles he hustles hoyle like he set the, he hustles he set hoyle the... yeah it sets him up with the security guard who then makes him bet his car on there all the yeah Sidney Dean is not a good guy in this movie. I don't think Sidney Dean. How am I just realizing this he's, now? He's not a hero. I mean, there's there's a point when he's just like, how many dinners does this uh, chain put your family back? And Sidney Dean drives a really nice car, and they're trying to get out of the Vista View, and he's not making it happen. He's hustling, but there's like a little, I don't know. It's something, and it's also like um, Billy Hoyle, probably the whitest name of all time. Billy Hoyle, Billy Hoyle, Billy Hoyle is Billy like Hoyle. A, is perfect. Billy, <laughs> Billy Hoyle. <laughs> Billy Ho. I uh, yes, he I mean he's a he's a loser, yeah. Sidney Dean, yes, he's kind of a shitbag. It wouldn't surprise me. No, no, is, is Billy life. Hoyle a loser? So we got shitbag. Oh, Billy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Billy Hoyle is a fucking loser with a jump shot. Billy Hoyle in real life is not this like altruistic altruistic like has this code of he's not this guy yeah. he's a fucking loser who could play pickup ho- hoops and like hustles his way but then is bad with money is just like like is he is, know, is, is he ga- is he a gambling addict because here, here's the thing i want to say real fast it's just like his his bet on i can so he's bet twenty five hundred dollars after they win the tournament that he can dunk he's betting twenty five hundred dollars right. on something he knows he can't do you know what I'm saying? Like he he knows inside if he can dunk or not. There's a reason he passed up the opportunity to dunk because he knows he can't fucking dunk. So why would right. he bet twenty five hundred dollars knowing he can't succeed? After playing all day in the park, hundred percent in a fucking uh, uh, yes, yes. He is he a is he a maniac? Is he pathological? Is he a gambling addict? I think all of the above. Like I, I, I think I think it's a little bit of everything. Well, it's one of those things you read too. It's just like you know, some real gambling addicts they they like the feeling of losing everything because then it just puts them back to square one. It's just like this is where I'm I'm comfortable trying to come back and win everything. Like that's where I want to be. Ooh. Like I want to lose. Ooh. A little brought up in. This feels, this feels a little confessional-ish. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, reminds me. It's a, it's a quote too for the money, which will be on there. I win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know, I know you're a winner. Yeah, I know you're a winner. It's actually fine. You're no Billy Hoyle. Hoyle. Uh, um, yes, I'm. I am. My world is spinning right now in this movie because I just realized the guy that I love in this movie, Sidney Dean, is a fucking bag of shit, <laughs> and Billy Hoyle is a fucking perpetual loser. Uh, all right, bro. Um, favorite quotes. What do you got? Oh, I'm sorry. I got one pr- plot pill that is oh, real absolutely. tough to swallow. Absolutely, buddy. Can we just? Can we just? I know we've spent too much time on this. Can we talk about uh, uh, the Stuckey brothers? The whole plot line of why they're even involved. Like, what's what's the point of them even being there and then being on the run for it? So Gloria buys a car that's a lemon, tries to get the car back, and instead they say. We're gonna slice you up, or you throw the basketball game. Yeah. So how does how does it devolve from like you sold me a shitty car to now it's like you we're gonna fucking kill you, and you better throw this basketball game. Like this seems like a very now that's big leap. That, yeah, that's actually a great point. It's just like 
just buy a new fucking car. Because like, why, yeah, why, or just, why are you in the hole all of a sudden? You know what I'm yes, saying? Like, it, I'm not the one that fucked up. Like, worst case scenario, you walk away. And exactly right, right. So it's like they're they're like, you get the fuck out of here. The Suki brothers say to them, like, I sold you the car. You get the fuck out of here. They go about their business. They don't they don't push it anymore. And then if the Stuki brothers really lost eight grand, are they going to track down Gloria and Billy Hoyle from Louisiana all the way to Los Angeles, California for eight thousand dollars? Does not make sense for them only to go back and be like, well, now we can show our face back in Louisiana. Now they we got this fake Polaroid of Billy dead, and we've got some random amount of money, not even really totaling eight grand. I'm not sure what this. It seems like they're going too hard for eight k, and it seems like they shouldn't have even been there to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's also like you can kind of feel it's moving the plot forward because it's how hard is it to find Billy Hoyle? Like, go to all the basketball courts, look for the only white guy playing basketball. Boom. Got it. Right, right. Or, or go to that yeah. go on that fucking two-on-two tournament. There's a two-on-two tournament where you can win $5,000. Stooky Brothers should be sitting in the seats next to Gloria. Why the fuck isn't she there? Which we right. talked about. We kept, right, exactly. We, good yeah, yeah, we got it. Nice. Nailed it. Um, all right, quotes. Um, you can listen to Jimmy, but you don't hear Jimmy. Classic. <laughs> Foods that start with the letter Q. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I like the two and two tournament. It's like when he's just the refs like black ball, and it's just like I think Fice like black ball. It's just like no, the, co- yeah, the right, color right. of your jersey, the color of your. <laughs> I got to tell Aunt May to. Uh, what, oh shit! What did he say? Like tell Aunt May, she better have my beat print. I'm gonna beat her ass. Yeah, be about, I yeah. love that. Yes, yes, I love that. Um, my mother ain't no astronaut, which I was yeah. like, really thought that was no guy, and I like his comment too. He's just like, you know. Me saying your mother's an astronaut, just another way for me saying your family's all fucked up. And he's just like, okay, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, when they have – so Woody Harrelson's in his boxers and they look like they're going to shoot him. And they're like, why don't you just throw the game, Billy? And he's like, the guy said I couldn't score. He called me a honky motherfucker. And he's just like, well, you are a honky motherfucker. He's like, I know, but I can score. It's <laughs> great. It's great. It was good. Uh, I loved Sydney's wife. There ain't no Vista. And there ain't no view. And there certainly ain't no vista of no views. Ah, perfect brother. Okay, a little where are they now? Hmm. All right, so Gloria lost the next week on Jeopardy. Um, Billy Hoyle tracked her down. Did another grand... Gesture. Yeah, gesture. And they got back together on and off again until she got pregnant. And then that's when they shit really hit the fan. They split for good. And then Billy Hoyle coaches some middle school basketball in Louisiana. Gambles on the games. Ooh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right. Tough to find action. action. Tough to find action. Yeah, so I think I think he stays in LA. He likes the thing that him and Sydney have gotten. I like to be a little bit more hopeful and they hold on to this. They they've usurped the title of King and Duck oh, from yes. the Venice Courts. They take this over. They are now the 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 title holder, the yeah. belt holder of it. And they're making they're hustling for money as as long until some young upstart white men can't jump to Oh, Starting Grandana and most awesome. <laughs> I love it. Coming at you as we always do. Not on Instagram Live. You won't see it there. No. No, see, you'll just see us fucking bumbling around. Uh yeah. <laughs> Hoyle and the Dean. Hoyle and the Dean. Class is in session. New King of yes. the Duck. They should make a they should make it. Absolutely. They should make a, a white man can't jump too. Absolutely, brother. Uh all right. On a scale of one to how many airports we do? Five? We do four? 
Five, yeah, five. Five, five errors. Five. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Five spot, yes. Five. Yeah, it is great. All right, I want to give it five because I do love everything about this movie. Uh, I've probably, like I said, I've seen it, you know, like 40 times. Um, the big problem is just like, it's. it just seems like a little lazy writing. They could have got over just some of these big plot pills that we talked about. It's just, it's, it's kind of like, make it a little bit more believable so I can just kind of really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've got that critical eye, Brandana. I do, man. I, I like to I like to bathe in the glory and the shit talk and the yep. mom, your mama jokes. I settle in. I settle in. It's like a warm bath. Not it me. Reminds I'm, me of when I was a kid. Not me. I'm like get your shit together. I'm basically like <laughs> I'm the Gloria movie review to the Billy Hoyle movie I have, and I'm just like get it together, get it tight, fucking around. Right. right. You want to make love. You want to know what it's like to, to be, be thirsty, thirsty you're saying yes. yeah exactly we have dry mouthedness <laughs> <Right. laughs> so um stupid. all right matflix and chill let's get into it oh yes i got matflix and chill tiger king we know there's not a lot of sports going on so most awesome and i've been able to dig in and fucking knocking out series in a week's time uh, oh, yeah. So I think we kind of we did Love Is Blind last time. We were trying to figure it out. We don't want the structure to feel exactly like it does with it may be date night because that's something different. So what we're doing for this one is I'm just gonna ask Ma. We might go back and forth a little bit, but the format will basically be the ten burning questions we Ooh. have after finishing the series. So I have my ten ready. Uh, we're gonna riff a little bit. Unlike when we have a guest on, this isn't rapid fire. We're just going to jump into the questions, and these will kind of be our tent poles as we move through. Sound good to you and May? I love it. I don't know what questions are coming. I'm excited you for never it. Never will. All right, number one. Did Carol Baskins kill her first husband? Oh, unequivocally, yes. <laughs> she fucked that dude up and fed him to the tigers. I, I have a little bit of doubt on this because I think – see, here's, here's what gives me doubt. Yes. It's the – the, oh, that it came from Joe Exotic, a fucking meth no, head, no, no, fucking no, no, gay, no, no, gun-toting, no. <laughs> mullet-wearing, whatever he says? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. The restraining order that her first husband that disappeared, that he filed, he threw up a red herring because I don't think he was actually worried about her murdering or hurting him. So I think he throws down that restraining order so the, the cops and everything are just like, oh man, he was really afraid of her. And then right. he disappears, and they're like, where the fuck is this guy? And they're like, oh, she has a bunch of tigers. Like, she probably fed him to the tigers. Right, right. That's my thing. Yes. And then, and that, that's, you know, it's like the, the most plausible scenario is the, the one that's most likely to happen. And so yes. feeding him to the tigers sounds fucking outlandish. But when you start adding in the fact, like, his van was at the airport that, that, that the cop was like, it felt like it was just left there intentionally to yes. give us this idea that he was going there. Now, do you think it's him doing it? I think it's him doing it. I think it's him doing it. I think it's him doing all these things to make it look like she's trying to cover up his murder. I think he's super. And there's that little quote, and it's kind of throwaway. It happens really fast. But he says to like his his assistant or whatever that the interview, he was just like, if I pull this off, this will be like the biggest like thing that I've ever, like the biggest event that I've ever pulled off. Or he says something like that. Yes. You remember that quote? Yeah, 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 I do remember that actually. Yes, that, no, that's a great thing because because they make it seem like it's about the uh, the deal that he's about to make, but then but he gives up uh, Baskins. I don't remember what his name was. It's not Howard. It's that's her current husband. But it's um, 
he gives up all of his money, which they said on all varying levels was anywhere from like a few million to several to maybe ten million dollars. Yeah. So so he's got to like hate his life so much, and just want to live in Costa Rica, just quietly off the grid, with none of his money and all of the stuff that he's worked so hard for. To just give it all up. That's the thing that that I can't rationalize in that in that process, right? Yeah. And then you and then you have her just going fucking nuts, and then the basically cutting all of her kids out of the will. You know, like if he if he's gonna do that, and it's like, all right, well, I just want to go and live on the beach somewhere. Then you make sure that every one of your kids is taken care of, more so than like the you know the chick that I picked up off the side of the road or my you know ex wife that I didn't really like. You know. Yeah, fair. All right. Uh, so we're split on that. Number two, how fucking good must meth be? Oh, to suck dick and to get and to get into a polygamous relationship. Yes, so two good. <laughs> two straight goods. Must yes. be such a good high. All right, uh, number three, almost almost as high as uh, four wheelers and shooting AK forty sevens. All right, tiger rips your arm off. From this point on, how many tigers are you around after that? Oh my God, Saf is unbelievable. Uh, for those that didn't watch, she's a chick who stuck her arm in the cage, got it gnarled off, and then was like, "I got to show up." What? What should say? Like six days later? Well, I think later, I think five? she said like one day after they let her out of the hospital. I don't think they said how long right. the hospital stay was, but it was just like one day after the hospital. Right, right, and that's the thing is they were like, "It's going to be." tremendously infecting all this stuff and she was just like chop that thing off and then i gotta get back to work employee of the month maybe <laughs> yeah. i don't know if they don't have that they should but, uh, they just they, they should have that just started there there yeah but uh no the answer short answer uh i'm never going anywhere near tigers ever again because i've got a constant reminder of why i shouldn't be fucking around with tigers in oklahoma are you own a country music radio station question number four um do you give joe exotic a little airtime a little talent there right Am I nuts? They weren't the worst fucking I, songs I've ever heard. I was expecting dog shit. And I was just like, this kind of sounds like a Tim McGraw cover band. First off, I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> As I was acapelling er, earlier, uh, I saw Tiger. Um, are we convinced that that's Joe Exotic singing, though? I brought this question up to Dr. Mrs. The Commish. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there's they they made no illusions that it shouldn't be, but how does a guy who's got like a high pitch, twangy, sure, uh, like almost like lispy voice, yeah. then all of a sudden go into a, I saw tiger, yeah, and a tiger saw me. Like, how does he go from that register to the the other register? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because every time it comes on, it's not like even the video quality is amazing, but he just starts singing. And it shows him singing in the studio. I mean, I know there's technology where you can lay like other sure. people's voices over like mouths moving, but if that's right. him singing, it's just like, man, maybe a little less like murder for hire plots and a little bit more time <laughs> in the studio. Let's get that LP together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he definitely of all the things that he championed himself on, that seemingly was like the least thing that he like really pushed. Yeah, it's been a little the, time the with that. TV show. Yeah, exactly. Follow your non-passion. Yeah, it should be less like tigers getting straight dudes to ask my D meth country singing. Let's get that country singing up there a little higher. Let's get that in the top right. three spot. You won't have to give them meth to S or D anymore. Top you could spot. just get yeah. them to S or D for country music. <laughs> I'm just gonna say S or D all day long now. <laughs> 
Uh, is Joe Exotic's eulogy the worst eulogy to ever go down? Fuck it. First off. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's almost like not even, it's kind of not even funny. It's like, it's a weird, it's a weird moment. Yes. It actually becomes too sticky and actually is like a, is truthfully is like one of the sadder moments in there when you yeah. find out like, then he goes and gets Dylan, this other like 19 year old kid yeah. and gets married and invites the mom of Travis who accidentally committed suicide to then show up at the wedding to, to basically get off of what like who who are these people that are following the saga of joe exotic by the way yeah pre tiger king yeah like these these people we need to follow up on asap but anyways yeah it's four months later crazy four months later yeah it's it's disgusting but him in a black cowboy outfit with like the preacher's collar like what's up with this who who thought that that was going to be a good idea like of all the handlers who was like, yeah, yeah, Joe, do that. That's a good move for your dead husband, exactly. polygamous husband. You know what? It makes no sense. Everyone scroll up. See question two again. <laughs> if you need a reminder, how good must meth be? All right. Um, number six. Did Jeff pull one over on the entire FBI? Oh, no. Jeff Lowe's getting his due, his comeuppance. Mm. That guy's a royal class bag of shit. I don't. But he somehow got away with it. He got immunity. He got immunity, I and I, and, I, and I think he I think he headlined. I think he was like the point. I got the vibe. I don't know how much legal trouble we can get into with you know our whatever two hundred and fifty listeners. Jeff's probably not one of them. But it was just yeah. be like it really come at us, Jeff. <laughs> come on, maybe not. That guy's wild. It, it kind of yeah, it, yeah, it, it, se- it seemed like he might have they we're giving the vibe that there is a chance that he headlined some of it or he was running the front guard. At least that's, um, that's our boy exotic story. Yeah. And, and what's his name? James, what is it? Patterson Peterson, the fat guy that he said that Joe exotic said looked like a Chucky doll. Yeah. 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 That's what he kind of said too. Is like, he was kind of running the show. He was kind of running point on this whole thing. Felt a little set up ish. If you're asking this podcaster, and it's one of those things where it's like, you're involved in this plot. Your guy is in this plot. And then, then you know, uh, his his handyman guy, you can't sit there and say, like, like you're a little culpable in this process, too, here, Jeff Lowe. And it's like, you're just 100%. flipping and it's, you're just flipping and then trying to get immunity. It seems like, why is the FBI so quick to give immunity it makes you feel like there are some other things that they were on the radar that it's like, we just got to like tamp down Joe exotic because yeah, which makes sense. If you look at his videos, like it's great. How hard is it to arrest someone for hiring a hitman? Like they yeah. were just like, Jesus, like you just got, you got to find the, you have to, the money has to be actually handed. It has to be like in the right denomination. It has to be, they have to state everything. It's just like, I guess it makes sense. Cause you, you, you want to go up there like airtight. Yeah. And, and and clearly it happens because Jeff Lowell later on in the episode was like, and if and if Joe Exotic had shown back up on the park, I'd have shot him. I would have killed him. I would have killed him. Yeah, there are a lot, of, like, a lot of people claiming like, killing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, so clearly, you know, that stuff. And I think they even plugged in the lawyer. Uh, I think Carol's former husband, lawyer, who was talking about his worth, it was like, well, it's free speech. You can't, you can say whatever you want. And you have to actually have find action in there. And that's a free country. And so I think that's why these guys like, it's going to say whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? And then, oh, that's not going to get us anywhere. So we got to actually get Joe Exotic to to do something real. Yeah. 
All right, question number seven. Uh, Rick Kirkham, he was the reality show maker. Uh, is he the biggest idiot in this entire show? Oh, uh, no. He's not the biggest idiot. There's there's plenty of reasons. Well, let me walk let me walk you through this. So he's putting, like he said, he's staking his retirement. Everything. Let me walk you through this, brother. Everything yeah. he has, like he's getting a basically a free crew to shoot his TV show. So uh, to shoot exotics, you know, whatever daily TV show, so he can shoot his reality show. Yeah. Okay. So here's my point on why Rick Kirkham is the biggest idiot. So yeah. he's so he gets his crew to come. He's paying them out of pocket because basically the deal is he gets Exotic to sign over the rights to the show. So he has his main reality crew like behind the actual like people that are shooting the daily show. He has all that shit. So you're telling me this is his – he poured all his retirement into it and everything. You're telling me that he kept the only copies of this footage on – he didn't make a backup. And the only copies he has, he kept on property, not even with him. So when they were rapping every night and they were going back to the hotel room, they didn't have any of the fucking footage. This doesn't make any sense. And it's also like the the conspiracy theory that like Joe was trying to pitch that that he burnt down, that Rick actually burnt down the shed, doesn't make any sense also because he was saying the price tag was twenty thousand dollars to sell it back to uh whoever Carol. Chick, to Carol. Yeah. Twenty thousand dollars is, you know, not, like Nothing. it's it's kind of like in in my business and I'm sure everybody could put their head around it but it's just like twenty thousand dollars would even be the cost of like shoot all that shit and it'd be even more than that so to actually have the rights to it like why would he burn down something he had the exclusive rights to right right especially knowing the phenomenon that it was and like you said it's years in the making it's not like it's like oh it was a day or two it's years in the making of this whole reality show <laughs> oh i should i should yeah. advance more yeah, yeah. no no, you know no what I mean? keep up. uh so yeah technical difficulties um yeah so that's that leads to okay so question number eight um so did joe exotic burn down the shed kill all those gators oh i think so yeah. i think i think even his the head the because the we also we saw like, him do it later on his way out when jeff took over the thing and he was like going out and he was worried about like getting caught for embezzling like he burned all the shit like this guy's like arson's in this guy's wheelhouse all the shit's in his wheelhouse Oh, all the shit's in his real house. He doesn't feel anything about it. Number nine. On a scale of one to shave your head and leave your family, how culty is Doc's zoo? It's super culty. It's super fucking culty. And I ask you this. How majestic are tigers <laughs> that can get everyone? everyone? <laughs> I know, buddy. It's, it's not that funny. It's not that funny, but I, but goddamn, Brandana is a professional. I just want everyone to know this right now. I'll laugh on you, brother. I got you. I got you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the best. But no, but it's like, but, but, uh, shit. But Carol has like all these people that have this like hierarchy of volunteerism yeah. in like the Scientology esque fashion. Yeah. You have Doc, who's got all these ladies. Who will, you know, get plastic surgery and work twelve hour days for like a hundred bucks a week? Yeah. And then you've got fucking Joe, who's got all this crew of like, you know, uh, fucking former cons who eat Walmart meat off the truck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what the, trash can Walmart. So meat. like, trash can Walmart. Not figure exactly. of speech. Like it's out of a trash can. Yeah. They're yes. um. Yeah. 
I like I like a good animal. I like a tiger, like a, like a lion, right. like like a kitten. Yeah, it's just like there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit for some tigers. It's crazy, dude. And Doc so Antle, like he he gives off that culty vibe. Like right off the bat, you look at him and you're like, this dude is like David Koresh esque cult leader. Yeah, it's not, he and he's he's kind of like not in the crossfire too. He's got his thing going on. He's not like challenging anybody. He's just like, I got my zoo. I got my four wives. Like, get me the next 17 year old that wants to help out an animal. Get her over here. I'll get her some fake tits. And then we'll just have like someone else helping to feed these animals. She'll she'll ask my D. It'll be awesome. It'll be sweet. (laughs) You're obsessed with that now. All right. 10. Last one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard does this doc fuck? Oh, it fucks so hard. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It, yes, it's without a doubt. The ends, there's a lot of ends, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it fucking fucks, and it's great. And I, and and, it, and this will probably segue into the Neapolitan, right? But it's like, did they know coronavirus is going to make us all sit home and watch this crazy TV show? Did they have this in the pocket? Was this going to be just rolled out as like yeah. a normal thing, or like, oh shit? We've got a we've got we've captured the audience. We have a sequestered group of people. We got to roll out this shit for Nutsoville. That's such a great point. This has been like kind of it makes you feel like a little back in the day, like the must see TV kind of thing, where it's just like yeah, it's kind of like the nation came together and we're all watching this. And that's an interesting question. They're just like, let's sit on this doc until we make sure we get all the eyes on it because it's like I think before this, my favorite docs, or at least maybe not favorite doc, but like the doc series that had the most shocking moment i mean it had to be the jinx where like he kind of yes the jinx is way up there where someone's recording a bunch of shit and they're just like oh my god i can't believe we just got this and it ties it all together like this kind of has that same vibe where it's just like all right we're gonna start taping for five years and it's just like all the shit happens just like oh and this guy's going to prison now it's just like yeah right place right time um, we, we didn't we, we didn't even mention his his gubernatorial or presidential candidacy we didn't just think this is this this whole quarantine business is on us people yeah had we not voted joe exotic 2020 <laughs> the tiger party maybe we wouldn't be in this shit came in third um all right neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye Neapolitan showdown. Um, we're all locked up. It's going across the world. Um, of course, guys, we all mean this tongue-in-cheek. We know it's a very serious thing. Uh, we're just having a little fun with it. Hopefully, your guys' eardrums are enjoying. Um, top three craziest ideas you've had while being quarantined. <laughs> you want to kick this off, or do you want me to kick I'll it kick off? I'll kick it off, sure. Okay. Um, my first one is... So, like, kind of three days in, I was wondering, like, going to the grocery stores was a little touch and go. So, I was just, like, kind of thinking, like, what I actually needed just uh, just to be nutritioned. And then I came up with the hypothesis that I could live off of one extra large can of black beans for two weeks. That was (laughs) – I did did the math. I thought it out. I thought about what portion I would get each day when I would eat it, and that was what I had. doesn't even need to be warmed up. And it, it, oh. it had a peel top also, so you know, if shit hits the fan, I gotta run with it. I'm on the run, like I can still just kind of peel it open. Don't need can of Exactly. It's got a to go factor. I yeah. like that. I like that you <laughs> to also go used factor. Yeah. 
I like that you use nutritioned in yeah. in a sentence. N- that's nice. Yeah, did I say nutritioned. I like that. I, yeah, exactly. I, we're keeping that in. Um, yes, no, that's great. Um, I and again, like you said, brain data. This is very tongue in cheek. So hopefully, this is bringing a little remedy to you guys out there. But I think the craziest, the third, I guess, least crazy thing that I think about every day is that I wake up every morning feeling like I have some sort of corona-esque COVID-19 symptom in my brain. I'm like, oh, is that a tickle? I've never thought more about my breathing and my temperature in my entire life. I used to think that COVID-19, the the, the 19 stood for like 2019. I actually think it's the number of times that you actually think about the symptoms that you have or may not have. Like it's at least 19 times a day. Cross your brain. Uh, do you guys like uh, the, you and doctor, do you bring up to Dr. Mrs. Kamish or are you just kind of like, I just got to man up and not like show off my hypochondria flag right now. It, oh, it's totally man up. And it's like, I'm just going to go back to the, the kids like thermometer real quick that goes in my ear. Yeah. I'm just going to plug this in my ear real quick. All right. I'm good. You know, it's like I, I went out today. I, I ran, I got, I grabbed supplies and it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to pound this glass of, like, emergency just to, like, stave off any, you know? It's yeah. like, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's good. Okay, so um, so you're checking around 19 times a day. I'm giving you 19 points. Uh, I would be consuming probably around 50 calories a day, so that's 50 to 19. I like it. Number two. Um, all right, so I want to be very clear about this. You know I don't like toilet humor. It's not my bag. Not. So I'm just no. saying this. This is not to open it's up my the, bag. It's your bag. I'm not trying to open up the floodgates. I'm just saying the craziest idea I had. So um, everyone knows this. The big hit when people were first talking was everyone just gobbling up as much toilet paper as possible. So yes. if, if there was a little scare would be high. But here, craziest idea I had, I was just like, I think I can get over that. Worst case scenario, every time after a number two, I just have to hop in the shower. And I was yeah. like, problem solved. So then, that was my idea. I was just like, okay, don't have to worry about the TP situation. Well, and there was a there was a guy on Instagram who did like a great like calculation. Like, if you used twenty sheets per time you use the bathroom every time, like the average American family of four would have to shit like seventeen <laughs> times a day to use up all like three cases of toilet paper they were hoarding in their thing during this quarantine two week or three week period or whatever. So yes, the 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 hype, then it was it was nuts. So it was crazy. What do you got for your number two? My number two, I think about maybe it's on the positive tip a little bit, but I'm like, people are self quarantined. They're probably quarantined with their significant other, their girlfriend, their spouse. There's a lot of fucking going on right now, <laughs> folks. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking going on, which means we're gonna have a Corona baby uptick. Yeah, come December of the end of this year, January. We're going to have Corona babies. We're going to have little kids that are going to be, and it's going to be great because when they figure out, when they do the math on like, Hey, when they learn in like middle school, like, Oh, there's this, you know, pandemic that like sequestered everybody, like shut everything down, you know, it's 2020 and it's yeah. like 2035 and they're a sophomore in high school. And they're like, wait a second. Kids are doing math. They start penciling out that math. <laughs> Ooh boy. Ooh boy. Uh, all right. I give my, I'm going to give myself two points for the number two situation figured out. I'm going to give you 69 points. I think we both know why. Um, so that makes <laughs> it, um, that would be 
87 to 52 going to the last one. Um, I like it. All right. Uh, my number one. It's making me rethink how bad prison would actually be. So we're kind of <laughs> locked up here. <laughs> like, I think, obviously, like, locked up a bunch of dude like that. That would be a problem. But it's, I've been such, I like the, and again, it's tongue cheek. I know we're going to keep hitting that. But it's like, I have, the routine has helped me out. It's, it's let me rediscover, like, a routine. And I it just makes me realize how much I like a routine. How much, like, you know, that temptation of friends going out to the bar or whatever. It's just like, coming yeah. this up or like March Madness just like alright I'm going to watch the KU game at like 2pm at like Busby's or whatever so you can just wipe this Saturday off because like win or lose like we're still going to drink after the game it's just like Saturday just kind of didn't get any shit done not the right. case now like every day is kind of the same day and I, I like the routine for those that can't see us and, and miss out on Instagram live uh, Brandon has got the prison physique going. He's got the he's got like the little like knit cap that prisoners wear too. Like, I like it. You you make a pruno in your toilet. What's up? Uh, no, it's good. No, I do. I do. Yes, it does make us realize like our priorities and what's going on. Uh, so I like that. My number one crazy thought. It really. I'm gonna go. This is. I'm gonna go off the deep end here. Oh, nice. But it really makes me start to realize like. If this was like the apocalypse, right? Yeah. What is my apocalypse skill? And everything I know about like zombies and all that other stuff, like, you know, this plague that's coming across, I don't know. Why do why are we to believe like just smashing in the head is going to be, you know, how it's going to go down? Oh, yeah. Like, that's how it's going to protect us. How do we know this? So, why do we know this to be so fact? Am I so like, A, what's my skill? B, how do I know that I can defend myself against these zombies once they come up against me? So you're doing a little day daydreaming about like kind of a Walking Dead scenario. You're just like, all right, oh, yeah. if, if I got to start like beat up the Walking Dead, like what's my game plan? Right? What, what have you come, what, you come up with something new? You reinvent the yeah, sauce? So, what do you got? So, so yeah, well, that's the thing. So we got the commission at... Commission 2.0 yeah. and, and Junior and Dr. Mrs. The Commission. So I've got to, I, I, I want to sit there and say, like, oh, we're going to get on the run, but I can't tote around three kids under six. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So now what I got to do is I got to do, I got to run a few missions. I got, there's a Walmart down the street. I got to run and see if I can get some alti- artillery. Uh, maybe I, maybe I even get a shovel and just sharpen that shit up. I don't know. But again, I can't trust my knowledge of conking them in the head is going to be my savior yeah. against these zombies. It's not going to be enough. So. So here's the thing. Hopefully what I can do is eventually we're going to hold up in our house. Uh, and eventually what's going to happen when they, when they get too much, I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to put the kids, Dr. And Mrs. The Kamish in the Kia Telluride. I'm going to armor it up. I'm going to fashion some spikes on the end of it. <laughs> I'm going to let them tear ass out of there. But first I'm going to, I'm going to Pied Piper them. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to bang the drum. I'm going to pull them away from the house. Yeah. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the dad. That's my skill. Yeah. Being a dad. That's what I'm gonna do. Hopefully I'll show up for season two. Kind of un you know, I come back and they're <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to you? But I don't know. That would be my move. That's gonna be my move. That's, good. that's, that's how it's all gonna play out. Let's get season two uh two finale. Like you're kinda coming back. And I actually I have to give it to you. You pull my heartstrings as you always do. Um that's right. you're the stakes are a little bit higher for you doing that as opposed to me just getting down to the gas station and get some more IPAs. Can I make it happen? Can I not? It'll be fine because I got my black beans here. That is victory for most awesome. 
Um, oh, I'm a crazier. Uh, all right, guys, this has been the most awesome Brain Anna Sports Podcast, episode 109. We tried to go live a little bit. Uh, for the people that did check in, it was it was a lot of fun, but we'll get that straightened out. We're definitely we're tempted now. We got a little taste of it. We want to make it happen. Uh, MVP of the week, so let's pop into it. Um, I will go on the serious tip. Obviously, everything's going on. I just want to hats off to the you know medical staff out there. I think there's yes. a lot of us that are, you know, life is kind of slowing down and we're trying to figure things out and we're, we have plenty of time to think about it and take it as it comes. Uh, and then a lot of these, uh, you know, medical personnel are probably the most challenging part of their career slash their entire lives. So definitely just want to yeah. shout out. Yeah, no, that's mine as well too. Hats off to the EMT people that are out there, the nurses, the doctors, the emergency people that are in there that are putting themselves in harm's way. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no at this moment in time, there's nobody that's doing more for us, for our country, for the people around the world. So congratulations. You are all our MVPs of the week. Absolutely. I hope everyone's taking advantage of any positive tip that you can get out of this. Uh, you know, you're hearing yes. a lot of people just doing FaceTimes and hanging out. And I love that I get to see your face, brother. And yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, let's roll, run it back next week. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. I pod with a tiger. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>